and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This time we're looking at Dobby the House Elf versus Jar Jar Binks. I'm Chris. I'm Mark. And here we go. Right, this one for me, um, I know this is the second time we've, we've put these two universes together, we did it in one of the, the earlier episodes, yeah. but this one's a bit more interesting because it's too... Yeah, there's a bit of magic with Dobby, but he's not like powerful or anything. He's not. It's not like you've got sort of magic or the yeah, force. Yeah, he's not got anything really offensive. That he yeah, he's just some sort of parlor tricks, really. Yeah. Whereas Jar Jar is just offensive. Yeah. So. Should, yeah. Jar Jar should beat him fried chicken and waffles down at no down yeah. at the shop. You know, and unfortunately, that's not really a place you want to start your uh, your new trilogy from. No. And thankfully, they didn't put him in the new one, which there was talk of. Uh, there's time yet. Yeah. 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 The one filming. Um. But yeah. Dobby really doesn't have any major offence. Jar Jar, we know at least, has got kind of weird drunken kung fu style of fighting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think he, if I remember rightly, and I'm not big on the new trilogy, as it were, um, but I don't think he ever really intentionally hurts or fights anyone. He just ends up stumbling around and yeah, beating it's, people. It's kind of that thing which you see in... Like the kung fu movies where you've got the guy who thinks he's really good and really you know really able and really capable mm. and clever and actually he's a bit of a buffoon and he ends up swinging his legs around so fucking fast because he yeah. doesn't know what he's doing he ends up taking somebody out by accident and Jar Jar always did that with his ears I think it was the only it was only really in episode one and I think they realised he was shit but there's a bit where he gets one of the droids stuck on his foot and he's kicking the yeah, trying to get yeah, off yeah, and it's, it's then shooting other droids yeah. and thinking okay well he's taking half a dozen droids in reality he's trying to get shit off his shoe. Even in doing that, there is a sort of at least an act of, of offensive capability there. Whereas, mm. whereas Dobby is well, he's a slave. Yeah, so and even when he wasn't, I mean, I always sort of thought of Dobby. Once he got given the sock, he was kind of this no alpha about town, going around picking up all the elf bitches and you know, yeah, because um, just because he could, and there weren't any other free elves, you know, very few free elves. Um, so he wouldn't have really been interested in in, in any sort of offense or any any sort of move really he had what he wanted he had the, the limited bit of magic that could drop a cake on the floor and, and mm. stuff like that but he didn't need anything sort of super powerful and at the end of the day he was in a, a universe with wizards who were a lot more powerful and a lot and generally a lot more malicious than he was yeah but I mean the, the same is sort of true of Jar Jar I mean he's in a universe with Jedi and Sith yeah so I mean but, but then like I said there is no magic involved in Jar Jar but there is at least some form of basic fighting capability. And a bit of a survival instinct as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's bigger than Dobby, isn't he, as well? Yeah, he's bigger. I mean, he's, yeah, he's bigger than um, Liam Neeson and Neil McGregor, so I mean, yeah. he's, he's going to be bigger than Dobby. Dobby was only supposed to be about four foot, I think. So there is a massive height difference. Yeah, there's, there's that. And I think, I think where, where Dobby's only strength is, which I'm sure we'll come on to, is the fact that he does have this limited amount of magic. Yeah. Where can, I'd imagine if you know, Jar Jar's swinging something around, he could probably magic up some ice under his feet or something, you know. But well, uh, he's also, I mean, there is he's probably early to start bringing in outside help and, and the wider universes and things like that. But there is also the fact that the second anybody even gets near enough to breathe on Dobby, Hermione's just going to be yeah. throwing all sorts of magic their way. Yeah, that's it. And I think, as I came back to Jar Jar for what I said about the survival instinct as well, is that he, he has it in as much as he knows he needs to run the fuck the other way. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody really got his back. Yeah. You know, when, when the shit hits the fan, he's kind of on his own. Yeah. Um, whereas you don't get that with Dobby. I mean, Dobby has other elves around him when you get to the end of. We're talking movie Deathly Hallows or book Deathly Hallows? Oh, Jesus, dude. Um, I mean, my, my preference would be to go with book, but I think by this point, the movies have permeated culture yeah. probably deeper than the books. Have. Well, 
just because of where it falls in, I can't remember exactly where it's in the book, but in the film it's the end of 7.1, yeah. where he dies. Spoilers. Um, Spoilers, just in case you don't know your Harry Potter. Yeah, and let's face it, book 10 fucking years old. So uh, plus, nine, sorry. Like, now one of the biggest film franchises yeah, exactly. of the time. So I think <coughs> we don't know that Dobby's dead. I think yeah. we're safe there. Yeah, so I mean, just from where that is, like, you've, you've got this whole reaction where um, Harry buries him, and he buries him by hand, and he doesn't mm. use magic. And he mourns him, and Hermione mourns him, and they realise what sort of impact he's had and what effect he's had on for the last five or six years. Was it the second book he popped up in, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he really, you know, you, you see what impact he had. If Jar Jar took a ball to the head, you'd think, oh, fuck, leave him there. Yeah, yeah, no one would shed a tear. Yeah, if anything, there'd be a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buying drinks for the droid that shot him. Yeah. There's... Nobody would give a fuck about Jar Jar. No one. No, and... That was fairly evident to the point where he's such a major part, accidentally in the first one, uh, or maybe not accidentally, but he's he's so so involved in everything. Even though he's not so he's not partaking in a lot of stuff, he's yeah. so involved. By the time you get to the second film, which is only what three years later, I don't set ten years later, but hmm. he's barely in. I think he pops up in two or three scenes. Yeah, and, he's and pretty then, much written out immediately. Yeah, and then the third one, he's I think I think he appears in one scene where they try and blow up Natalie Portman in the very first scene, and that's about it. Yeah, there is definitely that. I mean, Dobby has not only the friends in, in Hermione and Harry and, and that crew, but there's also, as you start getting towards the movement for free and elves and stuff, mm. uh, there's, all of the elves will rally together. So he, he essentially had an army. Well, say, you say that, but I mean, a lot of the elves didn't, did they? You've got um, Creature, yeah. um, who very much opposed free elves. True, and, yeah. And you've, you've got to wonder if there was a faction that wanted and that were happy with the status quo. I mean... Generally, you can't argue that slavery is a good thing, but in that instance, that was the, the world they knew, that was what yeah. they were used to. And so breaking that status quo and going into a world where they were free, uh, yeah. there may have been a lot of opposition to that, so you, know, you may have had factions fighting against if you had an army. I guess, yeah. But, I mean, either way, there's, there's still, even if he has three or four elves fighting with him, that's probably still more than oh, yeah. Jar Jar would have Gungans or I was going to say, he had the entire Gungan population with him as well, just because yeah. they all fucking hate Jar Jar. Yeah, exactly. And all the fans. Yeah. And all the Jedi's and all the Sith and basically everyone in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, pretty much. Jar Jar. Just because Jar Jar sucks. Yeah. Um, apart from maybe young Anakin Skywalker, who's basically fucking useless anyway because he's a child. Yeah, and let's be fair. By the time he gets to you know, be a moody little teenage prick in the second one, mm. he'd 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 snapped his neck just for the fuck of it. Oh, I'm not sure Anakin would have. I think he might have kicked him in the nuts or something. Maybe uh, Kylo Ren would have snapped his neck. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I think so. But that's that's right, way removed. Um, so yeah, I think initially then, what you are going to see is obviously Jar Jar just straight out on the offensive, and Dobby's going to have to use his, his size and speed to his advantage, I guess. Yeah. So I, don't, don't, I don't think that's, Jar Jar's legs. I don't think that's true. I think Jar Jar's first instinct is going to be run the other way, and not realise he can't actually escape. If you think we're being like Thunderdome, there's nowhere yeah. to go. He's just going to be running around the edge, just looking for a door. Yeah, and probably fucking tripping over everything. And yeah, all the corpses of other Gungans and whatever else is in there. Now you get the feeling though that Dobby would actually then try and help him rather than. Yeah, true. Try magic up a door or something. Yeah. But if it's a fight to the death, as you can imagine, a magic up a door with a hundred foot drop on the other side of it. Well, yeah, this is the thing. And would Jar Jar just run straight through? And in reality, in reality, like this is real. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Yeah. And yeah, the answer is Jar Jar absolutely would see the door run straight through and fall 100 feet. Now, having said that, he is basically a fucking cartoon character. Yes. So it is, 
you can imagine him falling a hundred feet, splatting like a pancake, and then peeling himself up off the floor. Yeah, and the little birds talking up little. Yeah. Uh, what were the things that on the Millennium Falcon and Jedi when they were in the salt in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those the, things flying around his head. Flying around his head, yeah. Apologies to anybody who knows what they're called because I really fucking don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that, that's. Yeah, that you're probably right. He, he would just pick himself up, dust himself off, and sort of shoot the little birdies away. And then try and work out a way to get out. Yeah. Or, um, or think he's probably safe in there because let's face it, if he's a no bottom 100 foot pit, nobody's coming down to get him. No, I mean, Dobby would have to apparate down, wouldn't he, basically? Mm. But then again, he can do that, can't he? So. Yeah. But somebody has then got to tell Dobby that he needs to... So, I mean, well, yeah, the obvious thing is that somebody just needs to instruct Dobby to kill Jar Jar. But Dobby's a free elf, so he's not going to take out order like that. Is he a free elf at the... You know, I guess he is at the point of having this fight, yeah. He is a free elf. So what if he then decides he's first going to massacre whoever's told him to kill Jar Jar? Possibly. I mean, you've got to wonder, if you've got somebody who's been in slavery for that long, if you, th- um, if you look at um, Jango and Jane... You put somebody in slavery and then you let them loose. Their first instinct is to go fucking kill everybody. So what we're saying is we should probably kill all the slaves just to be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or if you do have slaves, then shame on you. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we have this conversation quite regularly on this podcast, but you do get the feeling that that Dobby definitely would not want to kill unless he was absolutely pushed to the edge. So the question is, what pushes him to that edge? I think, for me, the only thing it's going to be, that the only only real nugget of character you've got, uh, I'd say nugget, you've got quite a bit of uh, six books, but his love, his his desire to protect Harry and uh, Ron and Hermione is one of them. And the fact that he's been freed, I think the threat of being put back into bondage, that's going to be the thing that's going to go, hang on a fucking minute. Yeah, I mean, or even something, I guess, something as silly as Jar Jar running around like a tit and stealing his sock, you know, completely accidentally, but yeah. it's quite easy for that sock to get caught up on Jar Jar's massive fucking ears. Yeah. And he could take the sock, plummet in a hundred foot or whatever to its well, death. I mean, I don't, I don't think taking the sock off him then turns him back into a slave. No, it doesn't, but there's but definitely sentimental, yeah, there's sentimental value attached to that sock. Yeah, there's a, there's a sort of symbolic freedom that goes with it so if he loses that sock I mean, it's the sort of thing that I get in real life no, as close as we are that sock would be framed on a fucking wall somewhere or yeah. a replica of it and the real one would be hidden away somewhere yeah it would be in a museum or something be yeah. but yeah so yeah you're probably right I think that it's that, that symbolism would be, a, would be a key one I mean I don't know who would be able to put him back into slavery I mean presumably that's got to be some form of wizard because the the elf race was massively oppressed yeah I mean Jar Jar certainly if anything, okay, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna have to go here. If anything, Jar Jar would probably sympathise with slavery. Yeah, probably. Given the character, the, the, the well, given that he is basically a cotton picking slave. Yeah, um, I said yeah. Given that the character he had, and then he was banished because you know he wasn't doing his job and he was clumsy and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. He, it's probably a system he's well aware of. The thing that I like about it, and I think it's quite funny, looking at it so many years on, and obviously not at the time. You've got two really fucking racist races. The Gungans don't really give a fuck about anybody else. They don't care about the people on the planet. They're just, you know, we're down in, here, down in the water and that's the end of it. And the elves are kind of like, well, yeah, we, we serve and that's the end of it. And they don't really, they don't like humans. They don't like wizards. They don't like anybody. If anything, you could start a really good race war just by having Dobby Nick, uh, Jar Jar Nick Dobby suck. Yeah, and then probably at the top of all that, you, you would have the wizards just sat there watching ethnic cleansing happen. 
Yeah, you have the daddy as yeah. well. Oh, fucking hell, we'd have to do anything. Yeah. Hey, just let them kill each other. Yeah, just let them kill each other. Now you've got the Jedi trying to try and break it all up without killing anybody. Yeah. I mean, if it did turn into that, if it turned into all-out war between Gungans and elves, you, you just have to give that to Gungans at that point. I don't know, because the Gungans have got the... They've got, they've got the, the military aspects. Yeah, they've yeah. got the military aspects. They've got the firepower. They've got the blue balls and the yeah. electric balls. But would they work against elves, or were they child? Um, or were they only effective because they were used against machines? Was it like a, an EMP of sorts that it touched a, a droid? It, yeah, it always kind of looked like it was some sort of electrical pulse. Yeah. So would that? I mean, because apart from that, they didn't really have weapons. They had spears and they had big fucking dinosaur things that they rode on like horses. That's still more than elves have got. Though. Elves, have, well, elves have got limited magic. That's but like, elves can separate. Yeah, true. Anyway, it doesn't take much. It's not a big incantation. They cut their fingers and they disappear. So, I mean, what we're talking about is elves. I guess the elves would have to draw the Gungans into using those, the sort of dinosaur spear-y things. Yeah. Like the, the riders and what have you. And then as they're charging, just apparate and get on top of them and take them down. Yeah, just get get on the back of the uh, the dinosaur thing on, on its back, um, on the saddle behind the Gungan, mm. and just pop its neck. Yeah, I mean they are they are scrawny and they are small, but you get the impression that if you if you really pushed one, they look like they could get a bit nasty. Oh yeah, they, they've got that sort of, and again, it's not wanting to go back to any sort of uh, profiling or stereotyping. They've got this sort of feral look to them as a, as yeah. a race. That you think, well, fucking hell, they could no, they are a sort of cross between rats and midgets and. I hate midgets, by the way. Cross between rats and midgets. Well, Where the fuck do you get rats from? Well, they're small people. They've got the nose. If you right. look at the shape of the nose. Yeah. Um, and they're little people. And I'm, I'm six foot seven. Midgets just freak me out. I'm sorry. I just don't get it. If we, Wait, have, well, any, we, if we have any listening, just tweet me and tell me to fuck off. We, we'd be in a similar situation here. I mean, when you look at, as you say, Jar Jar is taller than, than any of the Jedi. And Liam Neeson's not a small man. No. So you're in a similar situation. But not that much. I mean, I think there was probably a head's difference between those two. Whereas if you think of, of the elves, it would be about four, four and a half foot. Liam mm-hmm. Neeson's probably, what, six, six foot, six two? And then Jar Jar's probably about seven foot. Yeah. There's not massive a difference between those two, but the difference between a Gungan and an elf. Yeah. This is a conversation I really never thought I'd have. <laughs> yeah. Well, not a sober one anyway. Um, but yeah, so then I think that's you've got that difference there, but you don't have that between that's like the Gungans and the Jedi and the Wizards and all the rest of it because they're they're humanoid effectively. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of this, it's only if we're looking at this this race war, it's only really the Gungans yeah. and the Elves that are. So there is a massive, massive height difference. Yeah. Whereby is it a thing like an elephant and a mouse? Whereby they they're just naturally going to be a little bit afraid of the Elves because they they're going to appear supernatural to them. Maybe. Which, um, I mean, they, they technically are supernatural. They, yeah. They're elves and they've got magic powers. So yeah. they are a supernatural entity. Whereas a Gungan is a... It's an alien, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's an alien, but in the context of its own universe, it's nothing special. Yeah. It's, it's just a race it's a, that is underwater. Yeah. yeah. It's just a previous unheard of race that they used to get Brian Blessed in the movie. Mm. Show, Basically, the yeah. There, there's definitely that. There's, there's a psychological aspect to mm. that whereby... You know, if it, the first time they see, if the elves, for instance, were all to apparate en masse from one place to another, yeah, that would probably freak them the fuck out. Yeah, because I mean, if you think of the, the the droid battle at the end of Phantom Menace, they had those sort of dome pod type things, yeah, didn't they? the the force field shit, which didn't work. Um, if you're an elf, I'm, I'm already thinking that they couldn't shoot through it, but they could walk through it. Yeah. So, um, 
matter could pass through it, but like particles couldn't, yeah. which is why the blaster bolts couldn't go through. So if I'm an elf, I'm, I'm leading an elf army, so right, we operate around the dome, scare the piss out of them, and just walk in. Because the gunmen's going to be relying on their spears and spinning their ears around and slapping them. Mm. Whereas the elves have got a bit of, even if it's limited, they've got a little bit of magic, which is going to scare the fuck out of them, because they're going to think it's all like witchcraft and hoodoo and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So then, if that's enough to catch them off guard, the question is, does catch them off guard and then they all just leg it, which, as we know, is Jar Jar's first instinct, or is it a case of, well, they will attempt to fight back, but they are just definitely on the back foot because well, they're not thinking straight? I think that would be it, because, if, again, if you look at that battle in Phantom Menace, Jar Jar was kind of, you know, shit himself, and everybody else was like, let's fucking have it, let's go for it, let's you know, yeah. break part of the arses. Um, and it was only Jar Jar who wanted to run away. To a point where he didn't see anybody else. And I mean, it would have been an easy joke to have cowardly children wanting to run away or telling him not to run away. Mm. Um, and he's there thinking, no, they're going to kill us all. Um, but then he stays because he has no other choice. And let's face it, if he did, he'd be a pretty shit hero, which is what he was so set out to be, was a hero of that battle. Yeah. Um, and if he did run away and look like a little bitch, then he's not going to, uh, he's not going to do that. Maybe he'd be better off. Maybe he'd got a better part in the second movie. So what we've got now then is we've got essentially Dobby leading an army of house elves that are that have definitely got the upper hand. Yeah. Jar Jar's obviously going to have to have got back into the battle after falling on his hundred foot hole. Yeah. Uh, and presumably brought the Gangan army with him. But his first instinct is going to be to leg it, whereas the army is going to have to just man up and take it. So they're going to have to force him to the front. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know how recently you've seen the film Madagascar. Uh, the... I have never seen Madagascar. Oh, you're missing out. My daughter watches it three times a day. Great. I would rather stick a rusty spoon in my eyeball. Um, first time is no. It, it's a, it's an entertaining movie, but same as anything else, it gets old. I mean, we've we've done that with Toy Story and Cinderella and all sorts of yeah, which I kind mean, of fed up of them now. I I have real issues with DreamWorks animation. It's it's just bad. I'm sorry, it's bad. It's, Shrek is a terrible, terrible film. Madagascar holds no interest for I me think, whatsoever. I think the problem is that because they came through as a contemporary Pixar, and Pixar did so much better. Yeah, well, Pixar just do it right. Because if you, if you look at um, Ants, came out the same time as Bugs Life, and the Ants in Ants looked shit. Yeah. They had a better cast. The story was marginally better, but it looked fucking awful. But anyway, getting back to my point, um, in Madagascar, there's a scene right at the beginning where the animals escape from the zoo, um, and they're at Grand Supper Station in New York, and the police, that's SWAT teams, all they basically swarm it in with riot gear, and they kind of shove an animal control officer through the gap. And then they close ranks, so it's yeah. a bit like you think of the 300s and all that, you've got the, the sh- all the shields and there's just no way back through it. And that's kind of what I would say, they'd, they'd shove Jar Jar uh, through and go, fuck, you started this, go finish it. We'll all be behind our, no, behind our primitive shields. Yeah, that, that is what I'm saying. They, they're going to have the knowledge and the ability, even though they're scared, to, to, hold, to hold their ground and have some form of basic plan, whereas... They're just going to be throwing Jar Jar to the wolves at this point. Whereas yeah. Dobby is going to be leading his army. Yeah, and Dobby's going to command that little bit of respect because having been a slave and then become free. I mean, I don't know how widespread the story would have been that he was freed by a 12-year-old you know, wizard with poor eyesight. Um, how much of that story would be known? The fact is he's this free elf. Yeah, who's now commanding an army and saying, fucking hell, we can take these fuckers on. He is the brave heart of the elves yeah. at this point, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think that they'll follow him regardless of what's going on. Some of them might think, well, I don't know if the elves were, because from where you saw, the only other elves who we saw were, were the likes of Creature, who were a bit, um, I want to say stunted. Yeah. In development. They, were, they were a little bit... Um, but I think the, the difference here is when, when you look at elves like Creature and what have you, who would, who would oppose Dobby in a 
essentially civil war. Yeah. Which is what that was. This isn't. This is all out war. Yeah. True. So they're not. They're not fighting for what their perceived rights are at this point. They're fighting for their lives. Yeah. True. So I, I think unquestionably they would. They would have to put their differences aside. Yeah. They kind of band together. And band together. Yeah. Which the because they were family anyway, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they were cousins. Cousins, yeah. Which, which the Gungans have also sort of done. They, they just know instantly and have acknowledged that Charger is just a waste of space mm. and the weakest of their number. Yeah, but so, at the same time, they have because of what it is, they have to follow him into battle. They exactly unless they shoot him in the back and somebody knows what they're doing. Well, well this is the thing. I, I think I don't think they would necessarily go out of their way to defend him. I think he is, if at best, a distraction. I mean, if you think of it like these sort of the horror films of the eighties where you cut off the head and all the limbs and kind of die yeah. with it. If you kill Jar Jar, does it, what, does it all go away? Because the rest of them think, I don't fucking want to fight these, but none of these elves. Um, I think... <laughs> or, or they're so far removed, they're, they're in the battle and we're in. We're yeah, there. no, I think, I think the battle is definitely underway at this point. I think if you take Jar Jar out of it, then the impetus might be for both sides to just go, well, he was fucking annoying. Yeah. Well done, let's have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't... The problem is, if that if once bodies start dropping, is where it's going to get. Yeah. Like if you get collateral damage on either side, then you're definitely into all-out war. Yeah. If Jar Jar can be taken out early before any real damage is done, then maybe. But then again, if you look at the um the Brian Russell character whose name I think was Boss Nass Boss or something Nass, like that, yeah. I th- you get the impression that they're a very proud race. So the f- they might think he's a twat, mm. but he's our twat. Yeah, yeah. So, even if they do take him out earlier, they should say, well, fuck it, we're here. You killed one of ours, so now we're going to kill all of you. Yeah. But at that point, then, our fight becomes less about Dobby and Jar Jar and more about elves versus Gungans. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd kind of like to see it a bit like, um, I'm trying to think of an example, but um, probably the prison movies you get, whereby everybody's gathered around and they, they're kind of in a circle, just sort of, no, talking a lot just of smack. let those yeah. two fight it out. Yeah. yeah. But they're, they're sort of talking a lot of smack to each other and sort of, no, going to lunge in but not actually doing anything. And I just yeah. kind of see it going like that for a while. Yeah, yeah, and those two just having a bit of a dance in the middle. Yeah. Who's got a flick knife? If it's a prison movie and they're having a dance in the middle, someone must have a flick knife. I would give the flick knife to Dobby, I think. I yeah. don't see Jar Jar pulling a flick knife. No, I think if anything, no, um, Jar Jar's going like, to try and pull a spear and be, you know, swinging it around and poke himself in the eye or something. Which, which Dobby could easily get underneath. He's, he's much smaller, as we said, yeah. and he's a bit more sprightly and he can operate, so he could easily avoid that. So if he's got a flick knife, he could just be avoiding that and just chipping yeah. Jar Jar. Yeah, how do you kill a Gungan? I think you just death by a thousand cats, dude. He's got a flick knife and Jar Jar's fucking annoying. So, I mean, if he just continually... I mean, the first step, you, yeah, you could actually see it going wrong as well. If, if Jar Jar's swinging that spear and Dobby sort of gets underneath and the first step with how high he is is going to have to be go for the knee or the foot, isn't it? Yeah, well, you, you, you go for the knee, you take out their equivalent of an ACL. Yeah, right? But the problem up. with that is Jar Jar's already fucking clumsy and does damage when he stumbles around. Yeah. So, if you take the knee out and he just starts stumbling around all the place on one leg with that spear, yeah. there's a fair chance he's going to get an unpredictable shot in there because yeah. you, you can no longer see where that spear is going to go. You can't predict it because yeah. he's just going to be stumbling around everywhere, wrecking everything. So there's a fair chance in that you may get a good blow in at Dobby. Possibly. Now, whether he's got enough impetus and force in that to skewer him with a spear, I don't see that happening. But, but he could I definitely think, cut him. 
But even if he doesn't, even if he, even if being so fucking clumsy, he catches him with a, with the, the bottom end, it's a solid piece of wood. Yeah, well, that's gonna, more it's going to knock, knock him back, knock him back yeah. a bit. It's going to it's going to make him a bit woozy. Yeah. Um, so that that's how I see in the first instance that going down. But then Jar Jar's then going to have to stumble towards him in order to finish it. So if Dobby's yeah. on the ground, by the, even if he's woozy, I think by the time Jar Jar stumbled over in order to make a kebab out of him. He's going to have got enough sense around him to get out of the way. Yeah. So again, apparate, take <coughs> out the enemy would be the logical thing. Yeah, to do. get behind him. Yeah. At which point he's no longer stumbling around on his feet. He's just, I yeah. guess, rolling around on the floor. Yes, yeah, so he's probably not got enough room at this stage to be swinging that spear either. Because if he's on his knees, oh, rolling around on the floor, that spear is just kind of either, either in his hand or lying on the ground. Yeah. Now the problem is he's he is however still holding a spear. So again, in order to finish him off, you've got to get inside his guard range because mm. you need to go for well, go for the throat essentially using a flick knife. Well, yeah, I mean either that or I don't know. I mean if if it was me, because obviously this happens to me all the time. These you know, these prison type. Fights. Oh, the last time you had a prison fight, yeah. Yeah. Um, if it was me, I'm thinking right. Well, I've apparently behind my t- I've put him on the ground, and he's going to be in pain, not being not be able to stand, not be able to stumble. It's going to be quite easy to get that spear off him. So at what point do you either levitate the spear and plunge it through his heart or physically pick it up and pin him to the ground with it? I mean, would, would the spear be too heavy for Dobby to lift up? Oh, this is but you use magic. He's, we know he can levitate yes, stuff. Yeah, he could levitate, turn the spear around and just ram it through Jar Jar's gut. Yeah, or if he wants to go for the death of open cuts, put it through his shoulder to pin him to the ground and cut his throat. I think once you've got the spear off Jar Jar though, the temptation is far too great for everyone else to just run in and fucking give him a good shoeing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's he's yeah. unarmed, incapacitated. Yeah. It's just too tempting. Yeah, I mean, um, if you think of the, the first uh, scene of Scream 2 with all in the cinema, yeah. and exactly the same thing, the girl gets stabbed, but she's so fucking annoying during the film, everybody else just comes along and sticks knives in her anyway. Yeah. And yeah, you'd kind of want to be thinking, well... Yeah, he was shit in that film. He talks like an idiot. He makes us all look bad. Let's fucking go give him a shoot and what Yeah, I, I definitely think everybody would just run up and start shooting. In reality, what happens here is he gets... In reality, there we go again. He just gets kicked to death. Quite possibly. He would get kicked to death. But then again, Havel's got... I mean, I, I, I know Gunderson. Havel's got shoes. Because you, know, you can't kick his heart. Well, they don't shoes. have socks. But I think shoes come to clothes as well. I think they were barefoot. They were. And kicking a gun into death with your bare feet's gonna fucking hurt. Yeah, but you'd, you'd still have a go. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't forget, we're talking about potentially hundreds or thousands of elves. Yeah. So it's and, not and like one. Gungans. Yeah, it's not like one person's got to do all the kicking. What I'm saying is, I think the entire crowd would just gather around and be yeah. like, right, come on, come on, go on, Jar Jar. Yeah. yeah. And I think you're right, maybe some of the Gungans even <laughs> would go. So I fucking hated you. Yeah. When you were swinging that spear around, you cut, enough, you, you, you cut my sleeve. Yeah. I mean, all and all he can do while he's being kicked to death is... I mean, I guess he's, he has got a big fucking mouth. He could snap out a few. Well, he had that tongue, didn't he, that he yeah. could uh, smash with. Yeah, so he could, he could potentially fend a few off. Yeah, but that's not going to last long, is it? Yeah. No, if, if we're talking a handful of elves, yeah, maybe he could yeah. do that. But an army. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be fucked. And then, again, he could reach out for the spear, but if it's apparate, if it's levitating high enough above him, there's just no way. Yeah, or if, if, if he used it to pin him to the ground, he's not going to be able to get enough force on it to pull it out from where he is. If he's yeah, well, ground, so, oh, right, so if we skewered him... So if we skewered him to the ground, he's not going to be able to be strong enough to pull it out, especially while he's being kicked. Yeah. So he only gets kicked to death, but he bleeds to death because of the fucking kebab. Either way, he fucking dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Not that we're biased at all. And, and Dobby stands triumphant over his cold, dead corpse. Yeah. Does he then give him a sock to say, fuck you? <laughs> Put sock on either ear. <laughs> so yeah, in the, in the battle of uh, Jar Jar versus Dobby, Jar Jar lasted a bit longer than I thought, to be honest. Yeah, to be fair. Definitely the fighting part was about a minute, but yeah. Yeah, but he's Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of figured this would go Dobby's way because there was no way we were ever letting Jar Jar be. So. I don't even think Ahmed Best would have uh, would have favoured uh, Jar Jar in us because no. nobody fucking likes Jar Jar. So yeah, so in the battle of Jar Jar versus Dobby, uh, Dobby kicked his ass. Um, if you'd like to discuss that or uh, anything else or suggest a couple of fights you'd like to see, uh, go to our website, whoispodcast.com and give us a shout. Until next time, see you later. See you later. Yeah.